You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. Start your computations for time warp. You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail, everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, you're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn same. thing. So you just put him in the morgue. You goddamn right. It's called Power Radio. <laughs> it is useless, Lucius. Don't let yourself be destroyed as only one did. $10 for a BJ, $12 for an HJ, $15 for a ZJ. What's a ZJ? If you have to ask, big man, you can't afford it. This is called Pirate Radio. Paying heels. Chicks dig scars. Glory. Last forever. Lady, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store. Who the hell are you? Name's Ash. Housewares. Portly Clover. Make a wish. Wish you weren't so f***ing awkward, bud. This is called Pirate Radio. Before you started, you like, oh, these are stupid guns. Guns uh. are for jerks. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, no, action news. <laughs> and now, your host, Mike Lunsford. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally going to use that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my name is Mike Lunsford and this is GGR Pirate Radio. Guys, we've got an awesome episode in store for you here. Uh, it's myself, uh, Mike Lunsford. I'm the editor-in-chief of The Great Geek Refuge. Check out our website. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. We've got articles, we've got podcasts, all sorts of awesome stuff. Joining me as my co-host on this awesome Spider-Verse-inspired episode is none other than the co-host of GGR Pirate Radio. Uh, he's got his own show. It's called uh, The Overflow with MC Brooks. Uh, he's also working on his next album, uh, which I think you said it was going to be Dark Dawn 2, correct? Yes, yes. Okay. I know he's working on that right now, but check out his, his music that he already has out. Just look him up on Bandcamp, on any places you can find music. You look up MC Brooks, he's there. I've already said his name like six times, so here's <laughs> MC Brooks. <laughs> yes, the black personification of Spider-Ham. <laughs> Let me tell you how much I enjoyed that guy too, because he was he was so much fun. Um, but yeah, let's 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 jump into let's jump into the Spider Verse. Let's go ahead and let's do that right now. So Spider Man, he's our, our our topic of conversation for this evening on this episode of GGR Pirate Radio. It, it all started recently when I saw because I when. And I wrote this in my review, and you guys, you can, you can check it out. It's on greatgeekrefuge.com. You just click on articles, and I have a review about Into the Spider-Verse, which that was the first Spider-Man movie that I've seen in a very long time. And that's if you're not including any of Spidey's adventures when he was, like, with when he was in, like, um, Captain America Civil War or uh, Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. This is the first actual Spider-Man where Spider-Man was the main character movie that I've seen since uh, Spider-Man 3, the Tobey Maguire and uh, Topher Grace abomination. And like, and I said it in the review and I'll say it in, in, in the podcast too. Fuck, that movie was good. Like, <laughs> like not just like, oh yeah, hey, that was fun. That was entertaining. No, that movie was fucking amazing. Like, the, the fact that they were able to do a whole bunch of different art forms, they were able to do a lot of stylistic choices that you wouldn't normally see with a movie. And it was awesome. Like there was, there was no flaw at, I mean, I couldn't find an issue with the movie at all. And it's the first time that I've reviewed anything, whether it be TV or movie or whatever on GGR. And it, w- it was the first time I've ever given a, given a perfect 10, like no other thing in that I've seen media wise has been that flawless. Everything that I've seen has been like, well, you know, Punisher season two was good, but it dragged in the middle. It was kind of boring. And like, and the end, yeah, he like, he, he kind of finds common ground with that dude who was the hitman. But like, that's not the Punisher. The Punisher is going to kill that dude. Okay. That, yeah. that seemed out of character for him. Um, same thing with, 
I mean, other than Daredevil, I think Daredevil might be the only other one where I was like this. Daredevil season three, season two, and season one were all, in my opinion, flawless. There was no issue with them at all. But yeah, like Into the Spider-Verse, dude, like you called it. You told me. You were like, you need to go see this movie. And I was like, I'll get to it at some point. (laughs) And like, I basically disrespected Spider-Man, which is which is not cool because you you should you should pay respects to this man because I I overlooked him. And I I made a joke in the article where I was like, it's like I feel like this is like a like a rom-com now because I'm like this whole time I've been looking for other superheroes you know, to be my favorite, and all, and Spider-Man's been there the whole time. The whole you know? time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then it's like, all of a sudden, like, a Peter Gabriel song plays, you know, like, as I'm running down the street, like, in the rain, like, to, like, tell him, like, how much I love him. No, Spider-Man, don't! Like, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm actually, like, <laughs> as we play the the song in your in the background right now like in your eyes by peter gabriel um <laughs> as i hold like a giant boombox over my head at, at spider-man's window um peter yeah exactly yeah exactly peter you're perfect to me um it was in, into the spider-verse was awesome and like in the in the article i didn't spoil it at all because i figured that there are people out there like me who are parents or they're just now getting into comic book movies and things like that and they don't know exactly what happens. So I didn't want to talk about the spoilers in the article. However, on the podcast, we have a staunch belief of talk about whatever the fuck you want uh, when it comes to those spoilers. So let's talk about that real quick. Uh, That was fucking shocking, seeing the Kingpin basically like bash Spider-Man's head in. Yeah, yeah. I was was shocked. I was like, holy shit, they just killed Spider-Man. Like, I... I did not see that coming. When I saw and, it, in, I saw it in theaters. My mouth dropped, and my friend who I was with, their mouth dropped too, because we were like, "Wait, what?" Like, I know this movie is is it like Miles is the is the 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 star, I guess, yeah, or the one who it's about. But wow, they just killed Peter like ten minutes in. Yikes! Yeah, right, dude. It was it was intense, man. And the other things that got me about this movie in general was that like they took a lot of risks with Spider-Man and they weren't afraid to go to do it. So like, for instance, using Miles Morales, while awesome, like I friggin' enjoy the, the shit out of it. That's not something that's a safe move because everybody's so used to Peter Parker. Yeah. And they, they basically like, the directors and there were like three directors because it's an animated piece so i mean it kind of has to be but because they had so many different styles it makes sense that they had to have three directors but um they they didn't give a fuck about anything (laughs) they were like hey what's this thing you're expecting to happen yeah we don't give a shit we're gonna do whatever we want and and doing so it it was it was it was ballsy and you don't see that with animated movies really i agree yep and like first off they, they kill peter parker like five minutes into the movie um, Miles Morales is the main character, but then also too something that really like struck me that was that was really awesome was Peter B. Parker, who was like your he's your Spider-Man. He he essentially like every Spider-Man that you knew growing up, whether it was the cartoon, whether it was the comics, whatever, that was him. It was like they were all kind of mashed together. Yep. But like he was he was broken. Like MJ had left him. Uh, Aunt May was dead. Uh, he was fat and out of shape. Um, he he didn't even he was know older. He, he was yeah, older. He was, he was the same he was as older. me. He's, well, he's, he's 38. He's a year older than me. But like that was for, for the most part, the Spider-Man character speaks to y- the younger generation, you know, yeah. like kids struggling with schools, kids, you know, struggling to find their identity. And it, and it, it's like, you know, hey, this can be you. But Peter B. Parker was me. It was like, hey, you're fat and out of shape, Mike. Like <laughs> <laughs> People, people, you know, that were they were big motivational factors in your life are now dead. Like it was like, holy shit, that's me. Like and it's. That was awesome. Like, that was something that you didn't see with Spider-Man. Spider-Man was never jaded. Spider-Man was never, like, burnt out. Like, he was... That... Fuck, man. That was awesome. And, like, you got to see... You got to see, like, representation, too. There was a... There were two female Spider-Men or Spider-People. You had uh, Spider-Gwen and you had Penny Parker. Penny Parker, yep. Yeah. And then you had had a, a person of color. You had Miles. Like you had, well, technically a second person too. I mean, if you really want to get technical, uh, Spider-Man 2099 is Hispanic. Oh, so it's Penny Parker. Is she yeah, well, that's yeah. true. She's Japanese, Asian. Yeah. 
yeah, you got you got a lot of representation in this, and it was it was just and it never felt forced once. It was never one of those things where like oh they're just doing this to pan. No, it was yeah. it was like it, this is just awesome and like and it didn't it didn't feel like they had too many characters either, which is yeah. which is the other thing you which is the other fear you can run into when you're trying to com- trying to combine uh when you're trying to tell a story that's a Spider-Man story, but you have six different people from within the Spider-Verse there. And it didn't oh, yeah. it like it, it never didn't it like it never felt like it was not about Miles, but also about Penny and about Spider Noir. Like every 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 character that they that they portrayed in this got their own shine. They had their own story arc and it didn't necessarily take away from Miles. Like it didn't feel like, you know, yeah, it, it like it didn't feel like, yeah, this is a Miles movie, but it's not really a Miles movie. It's an everyone movie, you know? Yeah, and that, I I completely agree. And like on top of that too, what was really really cool was that they managed to cram so much into what was only like an hour and a half, maybe like an hour and forty five minutes. Like that was a dense, densely packed story. There was a lot going on, and the reveals that they had, they, they were done well. Like, I'll tell you, man, I, I definitely teared up when Peter B goes to Aunt May's house and Aunt mm. May opens the door and he just, like, he didn't even have to introduce himself. She knew exactly who he was. And, like, God, that got me, dude. That was, like, just imagine, like, somebody that you love that has passed away and now you're able to see them again. Like, that would, whew, man, that kicked me right in the stomach. <laughs> and... That that was amazing. Um, the 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 fucking reveal that Prowler was his uncle. Oh yeah! Holy shit! Like, I did not see the, yeah, I didn't see that coming. I yeah, I didn't see that coming at all. I didn't see that coming either. Like that was that was some shit, dude. Like I was, I I literally was like, oh fuck, it's his uncle. Like it was that was really 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 well done. That was really well executed. You didn't see that coming in the narrative of the story. Like it was it was really really good. And like you and you even got like a redemption piece at the end too because Peter B was so broken and he was just like, you know, I don't even want to train you, like fuck this noise. And mm-hmm. then he by the end of the story Miles had not even like not only so much like won him over, but it's that whole concept of like him teaching the next generation is what saved him kind of thing. And that was just, that was such an awesome message, you know, that like maybe you, like you think things are horrible, like, and then you're put in this situation and then you find out who you really are and you find out that that person was never gone. It was just, yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was an incredible movie. I was telling a buddy of mine, he was like, it's the best Marvel movie I've ever seen. And I'm, I, I, I'm inclined to agree. Like I think yeah. it was, I think it was the best one. I, mean, I don't think any of the other ones, as much as I like them, really can top that. Yeah, and 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 that's the thing. I said that as soon as I had seen it, I made a I made a Facebook post saying, you know, this is absolutely the best Spider-Man film I've ever seen. Is that is probably the best superhero film of last year, which is crazy considering last year we got Black Panther and Infinity War. That's and, true. And and this movie came out in in December. And yeah. and it hands down was was just from start to finish, incredible. But it's it's also with it's also like stood the test of time. Like I, I've I've watched it I think once recently, which was my first my first time rewatching since December. And I feel the same way now. Like I, I don't feel like I was just prisoner of the moment when I when I left the theater in December. Like I I, I still to this day, even after seeing Far From Home, uh, which which uh, just came out. And that movie was 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 also was also fantastic, but it's it's, it's still not Spider Verse. But I guess that's also the the beauty of us kind of being in the era of Spider Man now. This this, this Spider Man resurgence, uh, which is it doesn't have to be Spider Verse because it's awesome in its own right. Like Spider Verse is it was awesome in its own right. It was different from Homecoming. It was different from the Spider Man portrayals we got in Civil War and the event in the Avengers films. It's its own thing. And it, and it and it's awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm totally with you. It, it was, and what's cool too, and I mentioned this in the article, and, and I'll and I'll mention it again. Um, my 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 kid dug the shit out of it, and that's 
let me tell you exactly what he said too. So we watched the movie and he just he was loving it as much as I was. And his favorite part honestly was the was the post credit scene where where Spider-Man 2099 like goes back in time and it's him and the other Spider-Man doing the pointing thing at each other. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jack thought that was the funniest thing he'd ever seen in his life and he was dying at that. And like yeah, he thought that was amazing. And I was telling him, I was like, dude, you know, did you what did you think of that? And he's like, that's the best movie I've seen in a long time. And I was like, wow, really? He's like, yeah, I want to see more, but I want to see more of that. I was like, what, like the animated Spider-Man stuff? Like the Into the Spider-Verse? He's like, yeah. So, like, I'm going to see if I can find the animated stuff. Because um, I know Disney XD does some stuff, too. And I think he would really enjoy that. But, like, that's just, it's awesome that this is bringing him into Spider-Man now. And Spider-Man's, like, a perfect character for somebody to... I mean, because the, the le- what is what is the lesson of Spider-Man? You know, it, like the, it, with with great power comes great responsibility. Yep. And like, some horrible shit happens to Spider-Man over time, and he still manages to, for the most part, always come back. Like he never gives up, and he gets and he gets beat down like on a regular basis, <laughs> like like yeah. emotionally, like physically, and he comes back every single time. Yep. And, 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 and that's a, it's a great thing that uh, in seeing that this time around with Spider-Verse, it was a person of color. It was it was Miles who, you know, we we haven't. And Miles is a, re, a recent character. He's not even 10 years old, if I remember correctly. Right. I think he's only been around since about 2010 or so. Take a, let's take a look real quick. Miles Morales. Let's see. Yeah, I, be, I believe he's I believe he's he's uh, he's only been around since about since first about 2010. Or fir, so. First appearance, August 2011. Oh, they, there you go. Yeah. And so and so it's 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 really dope that, you know, and Miles was also a kind of a controversial character when when he was first created. And so it's kind of great to see that years down the line, not only has he been accepted and. And he's been able to kind of craft out his own version of of, of Spider-Man, um, but now he he has a film that that represents him and represents you know young people of color, Afro Latinx uh, people who have been looking for a superhero now can can watch something that is not only dope but family friendly. Yeah, yeah, and it was yeah, it, it was just such an awesome well put together movie and i like i said i can't think of a single thing that i had a flaw with it in. and it I was did, just yeah I, I i'm just i'm just upset it's probably going to take us another four years before we get the sequel <laughs> well <laughs> that, i mean that's, like that's like that was work well worth it like they, they put in they put in time for that man but let me tell you they you can see that it wasn't just like them like dicking around and like wait until yeah. like you know the last year and be like oh shit we gotta get this thing done no like that's, you can see that they put that much time and effort into this thing so and and that if anything that should be a lesson to Hollywood and to pretty much anybody who is working on something whether it's just an individual movie whether you're world building like take your time take take your time because. The, the, you need to make sure the finished product is something you're going to be happy with. And this film took four years. They had multiple animators. I mean, it, it like if you think about the premise of that, like we're gonna we're gonna create an animated an animation movie that combines five or six different animate animation styles co- clashing with each other on screen at the same yeah. time. But it's going to work at the same time and, and not feel not not feel overdone or or bad like like the premise of that the, the premise of that sounds like it shouldn't work and yet this one does and th- and that's that's four years of work well done yeah and I'm, it- so we talked about him right at the beginning of the episode uh you mentioned him you said you were the the black personification of peter porker uh, or Spider Ham, <laughs> like <Spider-Ham. laughs> I know he's been around before, and like he's he's like he's been a funny character that they've done in the comics for a while. But like seeing him on the big screen as essentially like a Looney Tunes character with the big giant hammer and like the the you know no pun intended like the hammed up uh, way that he spoke and like the th- and like the dialogue that he had. It was just it was so fun, and like. 
just all the little like tongue in cheek things that they did. They were like, oh, he was a he was a spider and he was bitten by a radioactive pig, and you're just like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. But like it was. <laughs> It was it was so much fun and like yeah it was yeah it's just yeah it's it was it was very very cool to see um, him and see Penny Parker and see Spider Man Noir and like Spider Man Noir the fact that it was Nick Cage yeah, essentially I was just yeah. about to say that yep the, yeah. the, the the cast for the, the 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 cast that they got for this film yeah. is I mean there there are a lot of heavy hitters on here when you when you really break it down I mean you had uh, Mahershala Ali who played Aaron uh, Uncle Aaron. A.K.A. Prowler, you had uh, Nicholas Cage as, as Spider Noir. You had Zoe Kravitz as, as Mary Jane, uh, John Mulaney as Spider Ham. Yeah. I think I think uh, wasn't Chris Pine the uh, the original the the first Peter he the was, first Peter Parker. I'm assuming that's that's six one six Marvel uh, Universe. Uh, yeah, so that's what I kind of what I was calling him. Yeah, but yeah the original. Um, yeah, um, friggin' Poe Dameron himself, uh, Oscar Isaac was Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Oh, there you um, go. <laughs> yeah, Haley Haley Steinfeld, the uh, the singer was yep. um, Spider, was Spider, uh, Spider Gwen. Yep, was Spider Gwen. Yeah. Uh, um, there were a couple others. Oh yeah, ah, Lee Schreiber was the kingpin, and oh yeah. The interesting thing about that was like a lot of people kind of got crappy about it because they were like after seeing Daredevil season three and seeing uh, Vincent D'Onofrio essentially just like redefine that character. Yeah, <laughs> like, and then seeing this different version of the kingpin, people were a little bitter, and it was kind of funny. It was like. They were like, I don't like this. this. This is stupid. But like, literally, think about it. A dude from New York that has a New York accent that acts like a that acts like a, a, a gangster. Like that's exactly <laughs> who he should be. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was good. It, I mean, I I enjoyed it. I like again, still couldn't find a single flaw in that movie, and it was it was wonderful. And it it really like watching it. I was it, it just like I said in my article too. It just was a reminder that it was like, man, Spider-Man's awesome. Like, I need to yeah. watch some more of his stuff. And that's what's great about this is because the Spider-Verse kind of tells you, like, hey, there's so many good things out there when it comes to Spider-Man. And uh, Tom Holland, I think Tom Holland is a is a perfect Peter Parker slash Spider-Man in those early days when it's like he's awkward. He's a teenager. He's he's a New Yorker because Tom Holland, even though he's British, he does feel like he's got that New Yorker attitude down perfectly. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I started Spider-Man Homecoming because um, I wanted to watch that before I went and saw um, Far From Far Home. Far From Home, yep. Yeah, but like so far I've got like maybe 30 minutes left of it and it has been really, really good. I just couldn't finish it last night because it was super late. Like, but <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've, I've enjoyed that too. Yeah, like, like you said, and I, I want to let you kind of uh, extrapolate on this too. Um, it, it's this... Spider Spider Renaissance that we're getting. The Spider Man is is really like that's the thing is he's never not been popular, but right. like it's he's really like coming into his own lately. And they've they're finally like once Sony kind of released the reins after the issues that they had with um, Garfield's Spider Man movies that he did, like it, it seems like things have gotten way better. Yeah, and and honestly, that it's a that's a it's a boss move from Sony to realize that hey. What Marvel seems to be doing is making a boatload of money. Like, it, 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 they're setting up something that's going to be awesome. It's going to be insanely popular. And it's going to make a boatload of money. So if we're smart, instead of trying to go toe-to-toe with Marvel, let's work something out and let's do Spider-Man right. Because I, we, we, we talked about this before we started recording. I haven't seen Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man films. I, I didn't revive. see either yeah. one, and I honestly, I I just didn't care. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I had I had no interest. I saw the trailers. I saw when they hit theaters. Like I, 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 I didn't care. I was like my 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 initial thought was, why are they rebooting Spider-Man? Like yeah. for what? For like why why are they doing this? I I I don't care about these films, and then, and then. Civil War came, and I thought it was awesome that they managed to, to uh, recast for that. And, and I was kind of like, yeah, they're okay, they're gonna they're gonna bring Spider Man, and that that's kind of cool, I guess. And then you actually see Tom Holland's depiction of him, and you're like, yo, 
Yeah. That that was that was awesome. That that is Peter Parker. Yeah, and I I think what it was is a lot of us were we were all like I wouldn't say bitter. Bitter's the wrong word, but we were all really really hesitant to let anybody other than the MCU, like other than the Marvel Disney conglomerate mess with those characters because yep. we had seen them done wrong so many times in other aspects. And we were just like, look, you guys are going to fuck this up. Okay. So yep. I don't even trust you with this. So I want to see it from the MCU. And then as soon as we saw Tom Holland, Tom Holland and one, he looked awesome Two, He had the, the, the eyes. The eyes. The, yep. Yeah. Everybody was in. Everybody was like full in. They were like, "Yup, this is the way it's supposed to be." And like, and we've we've just we've talked about Sony's missteps before, where like, when the PlayStation Network crashed, like, God, it was like it, maybe like nine years ago now at this point, um, that they they really screwed 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 up big time. The same thing with um, the way that they handled uh, the interview with. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, it, with the the dictator interview thing with uh, James Franco and uh, Seth Rogen. And they really, they something something clicked, and they were like, "Look, we screwed up, and we need to fix this, and we need to correct course like immediately." And they did. Like their movies have gotten better. Their their handling of the PlayStation stuff has gotten way way better. They really seem to be on point with that now. Like they, props to Sony. Sony really seems to have figured it out. Like even even Venom. I heard Venom was like, it was one of those movies where people were like, "Oh, it's cheesy. Oh, it's lame. Oh, it's stupid." But like. I've also heard everybody say that that we know, you know, the people that we trust. Yeah. Like they've all been like it, it was fun. It was really good. So I can't wait to see that one too, because that's on my list of, of spider things that I have to watch. But yeah, like you said, Same. prop props to Sony, man. They really just like they could have done a Warner Brothers and been like, no, we're not giving up this character and we're not doing this. They could have put a fox and essentially kept screwing the characters up until like Disney's like, you know what? We're tired of you screwing these characters up that we have a vested interest in. We're just going to buy you. And well, to be, well, if we're being honest, Sony was actually going down that route. Because if you remember, yeah. they uh, when they announced that they were going to do Venom, uh, they also announced that they were going to be doing all of these other Spider-Man villains. And it, it kind of made you wonder, like, wait, how are you going to do a Spider-Man universe but full of Spider-Man villains that, that doesn't actually involve him right and and i think like there was a lot there was a lot of um skepticism with venom just because we we weren't necessarily we weren't necessarily sure like what is this going to be and i'm sure if venom hadn't made the money that it made they would probably be in the same boat as uh they would probably be in the same boat as warner brothers right now but uh you know there there are a couple reports out now and actually both kevin feige and Amy Pascal, who I think is like their VP or the Kevin Feige of Sony, uh, they've both basically said that, hey, maybe we could see Tom Holland and uh, Tom Hardy, you know, go at each other a couple years down the line from now. Yeah, I mean, we could finally we could finally get that 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 uh, that that uh, the cro the crossover just because we we have a really awesome Spider Man. And from what I've been told, uh, we have a really good Venom. And what good is doing a Venom film if you're not going to eventually have Spider-Man show up? The only question that I have, though, is, is like those two characters, now that they're now that Venom is not born of Spider-Man, it's a whole different thing. Like, I, I kind of wonder how there's going to be that connection, because that's what made the connection more interesting, so to speak, was that like the symbiote bonded with peter first and that was like a, it was an extension of his powers sort of thing and then it bonded with eddie but now in the new universe it just went right to eddie so it's i'm curious how they're going to do that well because we haven't seen the movie maybe we'll maybe we'll have a better idea once we've actually seen it because i have no i have no it's idea true, yeah. like i have no idea you know what what actually happened in venom and I mean, shoot! They're they're doing um, they're bringing Carnage in for the the sequel, and they you know they've yeah. already they've already cast for that and everything. Um, maybe we'll maybe we'll you know we'll have a better idea once we both have have seen Venom and 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 figured out. I mean, I, I think also at the end of the day, with it, with Marvel, Marvel is going to be handling it to some extent. 
And they've shown, I, I think they've built up enough trust at this point that even though we don't really know what they're going to do to kind of tie it together, they'll figure out something that works and that makes sense. Like, you know, I, I think we're in, I think, you know, they're, we're, they're in safe hands. Yeah. But, and they'll have, they'll have time to do it. I mean, I don't think they're going to do it anytime. I don't think they're going to do it anytime soon. You know, Far From Home just came out. They already have their phase four you know, put together in, in whatever, whatever, although whatever is involved with that. So like, we know we're more, we're going to get a Spider-Man three. Cause I think that's the, the last movie that Tom Holland has, uh, on contract in the, the Marvel Sony contract. There's at least one more Spider-Man film. And then, you know, kind of guess judging on how that, you know, how that ends, we could, we could, fi- we could figure something out, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, there's a, there's a number there's a number of different ways we we've uh i don't want to spoil far from home for you i know you don't care about spoilers yeah um but the movie literally just came out and so i, I want i want you to at least finish uh homecoming because the, there was something kind of major that that kind of that kind of took place and so uh, there's ways that there's probably ways that they can figure it out I, you know they, they they have time to figure it out because i I, th- I probably think that it'll probably be like a good five years or so, probably before we get anything close to a a Spider-Man Venom kind of crossover film or anything. Yeah, yeah. Either way, like I, I, my my excitement and love of the character has been reignited. So I'm just I'm I'm all in. And that was yep. it was one of those things too, where like I'm watching I'm watching the movie, I'm watching Into the Spider Verse, and there's so many things that came up that I was like, Oh yeah, this is this character. Oh yeah. Or this is this guy. Oh, well that's an interesting take on this character because this character is typically, and I was like, Oh, I don't remember knowing this much about Spider-Man. Like it was, (laughs) it was, it was kind of an, it was kind of an interesting um, realization. I was like, Oh, I guess I do know a lot about this guy. So also, I mean, speaking of Spider-Verse also, uh, you know, because of the popularity of the animated version, there's been a lot of fan casting, a, a lot of fan speculation that hey, maybe one day we could see an, a, a real life Spider Verse with both Toby Maguire or yeah, and uh, with both Toby and Andrew, you know, reprising their roles as Spider Man. Yeah, I think that would be a lot of fun. I think it would be yeah, it would be a whole lot of fun to see all three of them together, even though I didn't watch any of the Garfield ones. Now, now I maybe, maybe we should go back and watch those two. Like yeah. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to send you, uh, I'm going to send you a YouTube video. Cause someone yeah. actually, someone actually did a, a really awesome job kind of splicing together what it would look, what it would look like. Uh, if, if you put Holland, uh, McGuire and, and Garfield all together in the same, in the same movie and nice. they did it splicing scenes and would not from each of the movies. Yeah. And, and putting together so it looks like they're having a conversation with each other. Like it's it's really well done. Yeah. So to sum up, Spider-Man's dope. Uh watch into the Spider-Verse if you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. Um go to the theaters and see Far From Home. Um if you haven't seen Homecoming yet, uh find a way to watch that too. Because I mean you can yeah. pick it up on Blu-ray, I mean you can pick it up like from um Redbox. I mean whatever you need to do. Like watch yeah. this movie because Everything Spider-Man is great right now. Like there, yep. there's there's no bad Spider-Man media out there and, as opposed to years in the past. And I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you all, if you have it, go play Spider-Man PS4 because that's an it's another dope iteration of Spider-Man that we didn't even touch on in this episode. But you can also go listen to the review that we did. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. Hey, look at this guy. Look at this guy doing callbacks to previous episodes. Go. Yeah. Check those out on greatgeekrefuge.com. Just search under podcasts. Uh, it was a uh, mic on the mic slash overflow mashup. Yep. But it's uh, it's under the GGR Pirate Radio banner because that's our, pi- our, uh, our podcasting network that we do. Hey. James Rambo, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Dude, if if only you knew, because not only did you forget, uh, Steve forgot, too. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, I'm in my in my paranoid brain, I'm like, oh, fuck, did I do something to piss both these guys off no, at the same time? not like, at all. <laughs> I was no. like, I just talked to Rambo last night. He helped me edit my Spider-Man article. Like, 
No, I, <laughs> I was watching I was watching Hereditary with Katie, and I, I, I was the movie just ended, and I flip over my phone, and I see message me like, "Hope you're okay." I'm like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> we've all we've all done it man and it's just it's funny too because like we we have this collection of of people that that is our our, our great geek refuge and we're all very similar in a lot of mindsets there have been times like mc i'm totally gonna blow up your spot here there have been times where he mc knows that we start at eight o'clock and i'll, I'll message him at like seven four like seven forty five i'm like hey you ready to go man you're like oh fuck i just got a big burrito let me eat that first and then i'm like <laughs> You had all day, like why? Fuck! I, but like, it's it's fine because it's it's just it's we've all we all do it. We we all are like that, and it's it's easier to understand. And I mean, I don't say you, I don't think you need forgiveness, but like, it's easier to forgive somebody when you understand their mindset because we we all kind of do it. So it's it's all good, my friend. Um, we wanted to have you on here for a little bit because we only got a little bit of time here before we wrap up. But we we wanted to get your thoughts on some of this too because um, MC and I were having a, a a spirited conversation about Spider Man because Into the Spider Verse kind of for me it kind of reinvigorated my love of this character. But also too, Spider Man has been on fire lately. Like Into yeah. the Spider Verse was good. Um, Homecoming, which I just watched last night. Like, I've got like 30 minutes left, but I mean, there's no way they can fuck that up at this point. Like, oh, that, man. yeah, it's really fucking good. <laughs> that movie's really good. From everything that I've been hearing about Far From Home was really good. His inclusion in um, Infinity War, in Endgame, in Civil War, like, all of these things that we've seen from Spider Man has been awesome. I haven't seen Venom yet, but from what I heard, everybody was saying that Venom was really good. Like, is this something that, like, as somebody who's in the comic world on a regular basis, like did something change with Spider-Man or did, were people just kind of tired of him? Like what, what was the shift here where all of a sudden he's, he's, it's like Spider-Man's back. It's like, well, he didn't really go anywhere, but like now he's way cooler than he was, you know, five, 10 years ago. Uh, I think it's been a lot of, um, just smart people being able to, uh, smart and talented people being able to actually be able to work on it. Um, because yeah, like like the it's funny. You know, I was talking to Katie about um about the Spider-Man movie rights and stuff uh, the other night, and you know, as you said in your review, there's there's been six movies before we even get to the MCU, um, and it's I don't know, man. It, it's it's I think the the first sort of shot in the arm that Spider-Man got was. Dan Slott uh, uh, writing the comic, but specifically his superior Spider-Man run. Um, because that whole thing is a... It, it's it's There's a way that you can use fiction to highlight uh, uh, the best and worst of a character by completely... By, by showing the, the, the exact opposite of that character, if that makes sense. And... Yeah. And Superior Spider-Man specifically, it, it's a it's a story about Doctor Octopus taking over. It, it's a it's a body swap story between uh, Peter and Doctor Octopus. Um, but it's not like oh well, you know, Pete's running around in Doc Ock's body, and how's he gonna switch him back? No, Octop Doc Ock's body is dead, so Peter is effectively gone as far as we know early in the story. Um, and it's just Otto inside of Peter's body. Now, I say all that to say, well, not not to say, but I say all that, and and none of the the overarching um, like media or anything, they're they're not connected in any way, really. Like, there's no big thematic through line or anything. Um, but I think you get this sort of, um, you get to see like, well, here are the things you can do with this. Here are the things that you can. Um, explore with these characters and the, and 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 the spider-man character in particular like into the spider-verse the 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 title is a reference to a dan slot story called spider-verse and the story itself um it he like among many many other things he said i'm going to bring literally every version of spider-man in every version of media into this story every one of them is going to be there and it might just be a throwaway line it might be a single panel, 
but they're going to be featured and he did it um and so you you get to see like the potential and 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 how affecting the character can be um because he is very much an everyman he is is a very a super grounded character um while still being a big crazy superhero um yeah. But yeah, man, I don't know. Maybe it's a it's a it's a shared consciousness kind of thing, and and everybody's just like been on top of shit at the same time. Um, <laughs> maybe it's it's a a matter of um, you know just a lot of projects lining up at, at at the at the right moment. You know, just one wonderful series of coincidences. Um, because yeah, in the last couple of years, you've gotten Homecoming, you've gotten Into the Spider Verse, you've gotten the PS4 game, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, the uh, the the and and the comics have all been really good. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I wish I could say more than, uh, or, or 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 I wish I could be more effective and say something other than like, well, you know, it's just really cool time to be a Spider-Man fan. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> it's just it's it's an opportunity if for for like I had kind of gotten not out of the character overall, but I had been reading the comics yeah. uh, for a while, and. That I heard about Superior Spider-Man, I was like, "Oh, that's that's a really different take." And it's funny because I know a lot of people who were reading the comics religiously, and all gave it up because they were just pissed off, um, and they didn't want anything have, have anything to do with it. Which you know, I mean, hey, do you? Well, they did. They did some weird stuff with him at, at various points. Like, oh, one of my, absolutely. At one at one point, like when Toby Toby McGuire was was Spider-Man, they were like, "Oh, well, let's just go back and change." who spider-man is as far as like his web shooters we are gonna make them natural web shooters like they are in the movies because fuck why not and like they, they really like the way they explained it was kind of lame and then like at one point like if i remember correctly there's a like a, a villain who is like a spider queen and she kisses peter and it somehow turns him into like a giant spider. So kind of like man spider, except he's just a big spider. And then like the spider dies and f- like flips over on its back like spiders do when they die. And then Peter Parker bursts out of the spider from inside, which makes no sense whatsoever. And then he's like, oh, hey, cool. Check it out. I got these web shoes in my wrist instead of like having to make it. And you're just like, fuck what? Like you're talking about a story called The Other. It's yeah. garbage. Yes, exactly. um, Thank you. it's really, really dumb. It's yeah. really, really <laughs> badly written. Um, uh, did you know that uh, a spider can shed its skin to save itself from a mortal injury once in its lifetime? Did you know that? Because if you didn't know that and you read that story, you found out real fucking quick because almost every issue, someone has those exact lines and they say them in those exact ways and it couldn't be more on the fucking nose. Um, <laughs> he just keeps saying it. Yeah, they're like, oh, uh, okay. Reminding no, you that it's a thing. Did you know about this? Yeah, I fucking know, okay? God damn it. Um, and I, honestly, that's one of the things um, that Dan Slott did really well is I hate that story. I think it's really dumb. But in Dan Slott's whole Spider-Verse story, the other becomes a big deal. Like, that becomes part of this, part of the overarching concept is like he he's he's not a guy who's going in and really retconning things he's a guy who has been like oh yeah all all the stuff that's happened happened i'm not undoing that that's all part of the giant tapestry like it's part of the huge like you know interconnecting web that is spider-man whether or not you like it it's still there so why not just make it so that it's good right and you're yeah. like oh well shit okay <laughs> Um, I mean, shit, fucking Spider-Ham. Like, <laughs> but I, know, I, I mean, I, I, you know, I can remember, you know, seeing those comics and be like, oh, I mean, that's, that's really fucking goofy, but fun. Yeah, I mean, it's really fun. Yeah. Um, and, and, and silly, but like, it's stupid. It's really stupid. And now we have action figures and plush spider-ham toys and there was just a uh, there was, the most recent spider-man annual came out last week and it is a spider-ham story co-written by christopher uh, 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 uh phil lord and christopher miller like the guys who the guys who wrote into the spider-verse yeah yeah yes yeah. yeah man and 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 and, uh, and co-written by uh by jason latour who created uh spider gwen um that's awesome like, like there's all kinds of crazy shit yeah. that has happened 
um, of late or like, sort of surrounding that character. Well, the, the interesting thing was, is like when I was I was watching um, Homecoming last night. Right. And um, Donald Glover has a, um, a like a small part in the movie. Mm-hmm. Right. And. It was part of the reason why he wanted to be involved in it was because he was a huge Spider-Man fan growing up as a kid. Right. So Spider-Man kind of crossed a lot of boundaries as far as like there wasn't so much of a. A lot of people didn't have any problem with his representation. It's like, okay, it's a white kid. But, like, nobody had a problem with that because it was like, okay, he's a high schooler. We've all been high schoolers. You know, oh, he's kind of nerdy. A lot of us have been pretty nerdy. Like, it it was somebody that everybody could kind of put themselves in the shoes of. And it's gotten so much better now that they have the Spider-Verse because now it literally is like, hey, instead of just this one kid whose aunt is raising him because his parents are dead, we now have this other one who actually has parents. And, like... Um, Miles, I'm speaking of, and you have to deal with the disappointment and, um, issues that come with, um, growing up and trying to keep your parents happy, but also too like having a dad who's trying to make sure that you're doing everything that you're supposed to do so that you're not running into any issues, uh, with those sorts of things. So it's, it's just cool that we're starting to see things like that. We're seeing Gwen Stacy, who is essentially, they just flip-flopped everything instead of Peter getting bitten and then Gwen dying. Gwen gets bitten and Peter's the one that died. like but the, the relationship was the same they were still friends like it's it's just a really really awesome thing that you're seeing from this universe and it, it's it's awesome that like Spider-Man was like hey you know I know everybody already likes me a lot but like let me make it even more inclusive and it, and it's it's just been gangbusters like he's and the one thing is, is they didn't change the character. They didn't do like a Cyclops, which pisses me off because Cyclops is one of my favorites. But like they basically like structurally changed who Cyclops was as a character because Cyclops was like, I'm a leader and this is who I am and this is what I stand for. And, you know, it, it, it's almost like almost like a, a without the cape and the extra superpowers like the DC or the Marvel version of, of uh, Superman. These are the things that I stand for and this is who I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. And then it changed. And honestly, I liked it because I liked the character so much. I thought it was cool to see something different with him. But they never have to do that with Spider-Man. Spider-Man is still the same person at the core. He's he's the guy who has this this belief that with great power comes great responsibility. And you saw it in every single version of those characters in Into the Spider-Verse. Because at one point, Peter B. Parker doesn't want anything to do with training another Spider-Man. And he's literally yelling and cursing at himself, like, at the top of that building. Like, it, was, <laughs> it was so perfect. He was like, oh, I don't want to do this. Oh, you're going to make me do this, aren't you? Son of a... <laughs> All right, fine. I'll train you. And I was telling MC earlier that, like, in him being Miles's teacher, he was able to regain something that he had lost along the way. And that's why he was in his broken state was he had kind of lost what being Spider-Man was because of his own personal tragedies. And that was awesome too, because you had never seen them do that with Peter Parker. Peter Parker was never fully broken like that, where it was right. like, he, he was always like, well, this bad thing happened, but I'm Spider-Man. And like, they, they really took that to a place that you had never seen before. And it's just, it's, it's why this character really, really works well. And I, I just, I can't wait to see what else they're going to do. I mean, like and now that like everybody loved into the spider verse, like all of the live action guys are like, yeah, Hey, now we can do a spider verse too. And they're just like, sure. Why the fuck not? And Tom Hardy's like, wait, hang on. I'm venom. Can I be involved? And they're like, sure. Why not? Like there's the, the, the world is your oyster. Like the spider verse is your oyster, so to speak. Like there's so much that can be done now. And it's awesome. Yeah, man, it's fucking dope. Um, there's it's 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 them really taking the idea of Spider-Man as the everyman and being like, all right, well then, let's showcase versions of all kinds of people to be Spider-Man. Um, and you know, you mentioned uh, uh, you know Gwen being sort of the flip-flop. There's this really great panel. There's a it's a single panel. There's this wonderful uh panel from from the Spider-Verse comic where. Gwen's kind of nervous about the whole. It's it's there's you know uh, uh, not just world but like universe-ending threat. There are these like like vampire creatures that hop around from universe to universe, feeding on um, uh, totems. And in this case, totems are just like specific references, um, or, or 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 not references, but um, physical embodiments of certain animals, right? Yeah. And um, 
for whatever reason, the spiders seem to be like the best and most uh, uh, um, uh, prevalent food. Um, so they're hopping around and like taking out the spider, uh, the, the Spider-Man left and right. Um, so all of the Spider-Men from all across the multiverse team up uh, in order to take them out. And so the there's this moment between Spider-Gwen and 616 Peter where she's like, uh, you know, in my world, um, Peter Parker was my best friend and he died. And he goes, yeah, on my world, uh, Gwen was, was mine and she died. And she goes, how about we just... Uh, how about we just watch each other's backs? And they go, yeah, okay. And it's this perfect little quiet moment between the two of them where it's the two of the, the, the them showcasing their love for each other. Um, not even in, in each, in, in them, but like in them being like the, the doppelgangers of people they really care about. Um, yeah. and, and getting this opportunity to, um, Sort of, a, sort of getting a second chance to uh, uh, to to protect somebody. Um, it's really great. I mean, shit. The 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 Peter Peter B. Parker meeting May in oh, Spider Verse. Yeah. Man, is, that fucked me up. That's <laughs> a moment in Brian Michael Bendis's Spider Man uh, uh, miniseries. Um, the six one six Peter meets um, the. Uh, May Parker from the Ultimate Universe, and she only knew Peter. Like Peter uh, in, in the Ultimate Universe dies, uh, which is sort of the impetus for for Miles uh, becoming the new Spider-Man. Um, so she only ever saw him uh, as as a sixteen year old, and she gets to see this adult version of her her nephew, and it's this beautiful moment. Um, but you know, I mean, like in terms of just like that movie in particular. One of the reasons it's so successful is it they went through and just cherry picked like the best possible moments from a bunch of recent comics, um, and just mashed them all together and did a, a, a wonderful job doing it too. Um, but yeah, man, it's 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 really cool to see this particular character really finally get um, uh, a lot of really quality entertainment and quality media. Yeah, yeah, absolutely agree. Um, MC, I want to ask you a question real quick. Um, sure. As as a person of color, because I don't really have this issue because, and you know, I'm white. You know, like so, it's pretty easy for me to find heroes as that look like me. Growing up, before we saw a lot of inclusivity, like we're seeing now, was it was it difficult for you? Did that even factor into anything with you, or like, did you even think about this sort of thing, or is this like? Was it something that you sought out? Like, I mean, could you do, do you kind of get where I'm going with this? Like, I I, I want to know your perspective on this. At like from when you were growing up, was it something that bothered you? Was it something that you ever thought of, um, or was it something that you just kind of accepted and you were just like, well, this fucking sucks, but all right, cool. At least I got a couple of them, you know. Like it, it's gotten yeah. so much better in recent years. But like, how what was it like as a kid seeing this sort of thing? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's kind of how you how you said it, like. Uh... You kind of just learn to make do like you, you, you find the ones that you can find. Um, but it doesn't it, it's not like not having them, you know, completely, you know, wards you away from the superhero genre. You know, because I, I still loved Batman as a kid. I still loved Spider-Man as a kid, like not seeing myself in those characters didn't, you know, it, it didn't it didn't make them any less fun or less enjoyable for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's better now, and, and, and it was still pretty awesome when you did get to find them. Like, I, I loved Static Shock when I was when I was a kid too. Still one of, them, as far as I'm concerned, still one of the best animated shows I've seen. And I and, and it was also cool because they did also uh, do a lot of. Uh, uh, you got to see you know him interact with 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 Superman and Batman and some of the cameos that were that were in that, but. Ultimately, you just kind of you just kind of learn to make do. Like you, you just kind of appreciate the heroes you can learn about. Because I didn't have anyone to you know to tell me about characters like Icon or or uh, or Blue Marvel or, or any of the others. You know who or or even the um, 
Monica Rambeau's Captain Marvel. I, I had no idea about any of those. These, those are all heroes I learned about as an adult. So, you know, I, I just kind of learned to make do with the, the who was there. And, you know, I'm glad that there's a bit more uh, diversity now and that, you know, my nieces who are only uh, 13 and 14 years old, like they get to grow up and, and see superheroes who are, you know, a bit more like them. Yeah. And like for me too, like as, as a dad, it, it is really awesome to see that my kid is going to see a, a more spread out concept of what a, of a, what a hero can be. It's not going to be just white dudes, basically. Like you're going to have Captain Marvel, who's a badass. You're going to have Black Panther. You're going to see all of these things on the big screen. And it's not going to be something where it's just like, well, this is what this thing is. Even if you don't believe that, it, it's hard to get around the symbolism of that's the only thing that is popular. So the the fact that we're seeing all these other things come out that are popular, that are featuring women, that are featuring people of color, like it's, it's just awesome to think that my kid's not going to be burdened with this shit, you know? Like yeah. it's going to get to a point where it's just not a big deal and it's going to be a thing where like people don't even talk about it anymore and that is really truly what I'm looking forward to is that we're not going to have to deal with this. Like we as adults will be like, hey, remember when people were assholes about this? And like It'll just be a thing that goes away. And that's that's just it's I, I have the utmost hope. I know a lot of people get beat down by this. And like you, you see the um, I, I made a joke on one of Rambo's posts the other day. I was like, oh, God, why did I look at the comments section? Um, <laughs> but like, I, I feel like we're going to get past that because we, we do have that hope that like maybe we can change this. Maybe that's going to go away. And I th- and I really think that it is. And you're going to stop hearing this nonsense of. Well, you guys are being too politically correct, and everybody's so sensitive. No, no, dude. Like, like you're you're defending this thing because you were the only one that got represented, and now everybody's getting represented, and you have a problem with that, which is wrong. And we're we're picking our battles properly, you know, for for yeah. lack of a better term. Yeah, like it's it we're it, it honestly feels like just a, a brand new renaissance. I mean. BlurredCon, just, you know, to plug them since that's next week. I mean, we're, we're getting a bunch of, you know, uh, black creatives who are who, who created their own superheroes because unlike me, they did something about the fact that, you know, they, they didn't find themselves in the heroes that they that they enjoyed growing up. And so they they cre- they created themselves. They, they created their own. Yeah. And and, you know, many of them are, are starting to gain a lot of popularity. Tuskegee Airs. A live wire. I mean, there's, 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 there's a ton. A bitter root is one that I've, I've really been enjoying. Like there, there, there's, there's, there's a ton. There's a ton now, and so we're getting it from all sides. We're, we're getting more diversity as far as the, the actual characters, because you know we have a Riri Williams, we have a Miles Morales now, but then we're also getting new original characters that are also, you know, totally different totally different than the 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 marvel and dc guys that we saw growing up yeah absolutely um i wanted to include mr rambo in this episode just so because i've said it before dude you've got i love your perspective on things because you are you're in the media you're actually in it you're reading it you're seeing it way more than myself who is inundated with other things that i don't want to be involved with <laughs> like I'm, I'm i'm jealous in a sense because the knowledge that you get to take in are the things that you love the knowledge that i take in is, is are things that i do because it makes me money so it's like i i if i had to choose no one's ever going to be like man i really want to read this this book about you know yeah i i've tried to i've tried to hide where i work for a very long time um i don't i don't talk about it very often but like nobody wants to read about insurance like nobody gives a fuck about that. Like it's boring as shit. I get that, but like, it's. I just I I don't want to say I envy you, Mr. Rambo, but in a sense I do. Like I, I think it's awesome that you are surrounded by the thing that you love, and but like not only that, like you've taken a perspective of well, let me see how all of this is going to play out instead of crossing your arms stubbornly and being like, no, the thing that I liked when I was a kid is different now, and that's bad, and I'm, it's wrong, and I'm going to be mad, and I'm going to challenge people with trivia questions when they come in and say that they're a Batman fan. Like I just, to, to quote Squirrely Dan, that's what I appreciate about you. So 
I, Thanks, bud. That, that's, that's why even if it's only like 20 or 30 minutes of time on the podcast, I just, I love having you on and love having your perspective, man. Thank you, sir. Of course, of course. There will be more podcasting, um, and hopefully next week, everybody will remember that we are in fact doing a podcast about our anniversary because Steve <laughs> forgot, Rambo forgot. Um, I had like two other people that were like, oh yeah, I forgot I had this other thing. I'm like, you're, you're, you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, like it's we're we're five years old now. Like that's that's really kind of cool. And like there's, it, it's I'll, I'll give it a I'll give it a, just a just a brief scratching of the surface. Like the fact that I have two incredibly knowledgeable people, I have two smart and like who kind of see the big picture of, of what's going on in the world. I'm speaking of you two, obviously. Um, that I have you guys and you keep wanting to come on the podcast is, is awesome. And you, and you keep wanting to be involved. And because there was a time when, when we started this thing that like, I remember putting out a post where I was like, Hey, is there anybody that wants to be on a podcast or like wants to write for GGR? And it was like, it literally was like crickets. There, there were no likes, there were no responses. There was no shares. I was like, well, guess it's just me and Steve. And we we joked about it. We actually created pen names when we first started GGR because we wanted to make it look like there were more people writing for the website than there actually were. <laughs> like it was so stupid. We were just like, I'm gonna create, I'm gonna be GC Rodriguez. Like, what? Why? It was fucking stupid. But like, the fact that from going from that to I now have people who are like, yeah, dude, when are we going to podcast? Can we talk about this thing? Like I, I, we did the, the Dr. Doom podcast last week. And when I brought it up to, to you, Rambo, you were like, oh, that sounds fucking cool. And like when you find people who are like-minded and who love the same things that you do, it, it's awesome when you can build a community around it. And when you try to do other things and you try to go outside of what you started with, um, and I'm referencing like us trying to, to partner with other groups and stuff like that. And then realizing that you didn't have to do that. You could have just stayed within yourself. It's it's encouraging because you learn that you had all the tools that you needed to begin with. You didn't need to do things that you weren't really comfortable with. Like you could have been yourself the entire time and that probably would have been the smartest thing to do. And it's it's a lesson sometimes you need to learn. And I'm glad we learned it. But it's I'm one of those people like every birthday, every anniversary, I kind of reflect on what's transpired and what's brought us to this point. So it's, I've, I've definitely learned my lessons from the things that we've done, but more importantly, like I've, I'm just incredibly grateful, like every single time, like that I, I found, I found my people, you know, cause it took me a long time to really find the people that, that are, that are of the same mindset. And I'm just, I'm glad that I found you guys. I'm glad that we're all part of this family. And that ultimately is what it is. I'm not trying to do this as, some sort of self-aggrandizing thing where I want people to applaud us and love us and, and shower attention on us. I just wanted to thank you guys that you guys continue to want to do this and want to be part of this. And, and, and thank you for being a friend, travel down the road and back again. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just awesome. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you both. And, and for, I mean, all the other people that are part of GGR too. I mean, obviously I'll be thanking you as well when we do this next week, but yeah, thank you guys for, for being part of this. Absolutely, man. Happy, happy, happy to be here. Yeah, same here. Um, Mr. Rambo, you're a talented artist. You do Thanks, lots of wonderful, you do lots of wonderful things. Uh, when it comes to the artworks of of uh, your that come from your hand and your brain, where can people find this wonderful artwork if they wanted to purchase it? Uh, if you go to Etsy.com/shop/art of James Rambo, uh, you can find me on there. That's probably the easiest way to do it. Uh, otherwise, you can hit me up on Twitter. It's at Rambozus, R-A-M-B-O-Z-U-S. Uh, and I can we can talk about commissioned work and various things. Um, but yeah, I'm all over the Instagrams and the Twitters and such. The Instagrams and the Twitters and the Sushis and the Sashimis. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to music, I've said this before. He played me his the first track off of his uh, his Dark Dawn album. And I, I was expecting it to just be like, you know, pretty good. I was like, all right, this, you know, he, he, I'm sure that he's got talent. It it literally blew me away. Like, I didn't have words. And you hear me. I can't shut up. To, to knock a pause <laughs> in me and make me speechless is impressive. And and that's MC Brooks. He's, he's a goddamn talented musician. And it's a shame that other people haven't figured this out yet. And it, it, it's going to be something where 
I know one day he's going to be like ridiculously famous, like flying in like he'll be like Ric Flair, basically. You know, like he'll be, yeah, exactly. He'll be flying in jets and and stealing your girlfriend and yeah, yeah, wearing wearing fancy suits and and alligator shoes. Like he he's just going he's going to be that guy. Uh, MC, where can we find your music? Where can the people listening right now find what you do and and share it and enjoy it and um, help give you a little bit of money as well too? So, literally every streaming platform that exists: Spotify, nice. Tidal. Apple Music, I'm on all those. Google Play, I'm there too. Amazon.com, yeah, I'm on there too. But if you want to give me money, best place you can find me is on Bandcamp. Where uh, you just got to go to my Bandcamp, mcbrooks.bandcamp.com. And also just Google it, and it'll come up, and you'll find every project I've done. There's three mixtapes. There's an instrumental album. There's a first album, and there's two EPs, including my most recent one, Dark Dawn, which was which will all which will be turning one in September, and some sometime later this year the sequel to that will be out as well. And so definitely be on the lookout for that. But get caught up by listening to all my other stuff first. Uh, guys, let's go ahead and, and and wrap this up again. I can't thank you enough. This is so awesome. All you listeners out there, you guys are the best. We appreciate you. Um, check us out if you're going to be going to uh, BlurredCon uh, next weekend. Uh, stop by, see see uh, see MC Brooks. Uh, if you want to check out James Rambo in his habitat, he works at Victory Comics. Where can they find Victory Comics, Mr. James Rambo? Because uh, I, oh, I know it's somewhere are, in Northern Virginia. Uh, we are in Falls Church, Virginia. Um, yeah, Northern Virginia. Um, what is it like? One short bus stop away from the East Falls Church Metro. There you go. It's that easy, folks, to find it's James Ramon as Element and get an awesome comic book shop. Because Victory Comics, th- there were co- there was a comment one time from from a um, we'll just say a, a juice bag, <laughs> and Victory Comics employees and customers tore this dude to pieces, and it was wonderful. If you're looking for that kind of comic book shop, which aren't we all one that's inclusive that allow that wants everybody to be able to come in and feel comfortable. That's the place for you. So, guys, for MC Brooks, for James Rambo, for Steve Monick, for all of us here at GGR, my name is Mike Lunsford. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, don't be a juice bag. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy. 